Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Rizal and I'm the host of this show where I get to interview Olympic athletes on their story and path to the games. Today, we have Sarah Anderson of USA Curling Olympic hopeful for 2022. Sarah was such a fun interview. It was really great getting to learn and understand curling. She comes from my neck of the woods up here in um, the New York City, Philadelphia area. Um, she really just explained how she was able to get into curling, how she did it, how it was a family sport, and how her and her twin sister Taylor have been able to take off. And they're on the national team, and they, as of recording, um, they didn't have nationals yet, but as of this part of recording, they won. Um, so it was absolutely incredible. Her, her sister, other podcast um, with uh, Jamie Sinclair, she was on that. She is on that team as well. So it was a lot of fun getting to talk to her and understanding what her schedule is like, what national curling is like, and what it's like and what they need to do to get to the games. Because in 18, they were so darn close, man. They were so darn close. But 2022 is looking pretty good. So um, thank you guys so much. But first, have you ever wanted to launch your own podcast but didn't know where to start? If so, you're in luck because I have partnered with launchingpodcasts.com, which is a step-by-step -step video course to easily launch a podcast. I've used this information from the course to launch my podcast, and I've seen amazing results. Reason I created it, uh, my podcast, was so I could grow my band, um, brand, build new relationships, and become a thought leader in this space. And now it's easier than ever for you to as well. So head over to launchingpodcasts.com and get $50 off by using promo code Mike at checkout. That's launchingpodcasts.com, promo code Mike for $50 off at checkout. And without further ado, here is Sarah Anderson. All right, today, special guest Sarah Anderson of USA Curling, Olympic hopeful, kind of an Olympic alternative once. That's pretty cool. Born February 5th, 1995, right outside Philadelphia, has four sisters. They all curled competitively, has a twin sister, Taylor, who actually curls with her on the national team currently. That's pretty cool. Your parents did something right. I think that's pretty impressive. Moved to Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota in 2014 to train and study at UM Twin Cities. Currently curls on Team Sinclair, shout out previous episode, and with Corey Dropkin, shout out other previous episode with On Mixed Doubles. So Sarah, you're in great company. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks for that warm welcome. Oh, please. I mean, it's a little chilly right now where I am, even colder kind of where you are. So well, uh, anything we can do to get warmed up. So Sarah, tell us, um, I guess, Terrace, tell us about growing up. Tell us about what curling, getting into curling, like how... I guess give us, start at the beginning, and I guess we'll just roll from there. Well, um, for people that have watched your podcast, it's pretty similar to the other curlers you've interviewed. Um, curling is a very big family sport for me and for a lot of other curlers. Uh, my dad introduced me to curling and my sisters to curling, and um, I have been curling since probably since I was five years old at the Philadelphia Curling Club. It's a nice little two-sheeter there at home, and I grew up watching my sisters curl, and I was eager to start um, as soon as I could, and it was a big um, push with my dad because um, he loved the sport, and he really got my sisters and I to love it, and um, then eventually in high school, like, my mom was driving me to practice, and, and my sister Taylor to practice every day, and and eventually we moved um, to the Bucks County Curling Club in the summer because there's a new facility there for us to have ice all year round. And um, just, you know, I owe so much to my parents for us to, to be in this sport and to be where we are now. And um, we were, uh, I'm thankful enough that Taylor and I, my twin sister and I, 
both made the national team um, and we moved out here to Minnesota and uh, started our uh, training for the national team here. That is incredible. So a couple things about that. One, didn't know Philadelphia had a curling center. Two, I live like 25 minutes from Bucks County and I had no idea Bucks County had a curling center. So that is super cool. Um, how, like how, I know you said it's a family sport, but like what makes your dad and mom one day just be like, hmm, this seems interesting. Let's try this out. Like, was it on a whim? Like, how, how does that even happen? Uh, well, actually, my, both, my parents are both Canadian. And ah. Yes, the Canadian. There we go. Um, so they both curled uh, when they were in Canada. And then eventually when we moved, well, my parents moved to the States, um, they actually found there was a Philadelphia Crown Club. And uh, my dad did a lot of work there with growing the junior program with my older sisters. And uh, it stemmed from there. That is super cool. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. I was going to say just random Philadelphians trying to curl. I've been to Philly once or twice. They don't seem like the curling crowd. So, um, you know, that is what it is. Um, so I guess tell us, obviously, so you have two older sisters, correct? And then it's you, you two, well, actually, you just tell me, I don't know. Oh, actually, I have three older sisters. Three. And then I have my twin sister. And then your twin sister. Okay, cool. So you have three older sisters. They all curled competitively. So I assume they taught you and your twin sister everything you know. And that's why you guys are so good. <laughs> yeah, um, my older sisters all curled competitively um, in the States and up to the national level. And uh, my sister Emily actually was at the World Mixed Doubles or World Mixed uh, team uh, mm -hmm. this past season. Whoa. And, um, but my dad really molded like all of my sisters and I and most of the Philly juniors um, into who we are mm -hmm. as athletes are today. That is super cool. I do love that. Um, so tell us like getting, when, when did the national competitions really start like to be a realization? Like when were you able to be like, Hey, we're really good at this. Let's go around the country and show everybody else how good we are. Like, when does that, when do you have that conversation with your parents or a coach or how does that, how does that happen? Well, growing up in the East coast as a junior curler, we did uh, do a lot of bond feeling, which is another word for tournaments in curling up, up the Northeast coast. So New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, things like that. Um, but when we were 12, we actually, my sister Taylor and I, and uh, these Pullman sisters, we made our first junior nationals. This kind of might have been a little fluke because we were quite young to make our first junior national. Mm -hmm. um, but then maybe that got us the taste of being like, okay, like maybe we can do this. Mm -hmm. And it was when then I'm, my sister Taylor and I were 16, we teamed up with Corey Jackson and Tom Howell, and we made uh, the Youth Olympic team. And that was our first international competition. And I think that really sparked it for all four of us to like dive into the sport. That is super cool. So you've known Corey for a little while now. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think we've probably known each other since we were 10 years old. Whoa, that is, that's insane. Well, shout out Corey. He was a lot of fun to talk to as well, but we're hanging out with you today, Sarah. So don't worry. I won't bring him up too much more often. Um, so uh, U.S. Juniors, I mean, you talked about the Youth Olympics. You won the U.S. Juniors. You ended up winning twice, correct? Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. What was your, when was your first, I guess, like major win? Uh, what do you consider? Here we go. What do you consider your first major win and like realization, I guess? Um, realization about like, 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 un, like winning and then just being like, all right, I can, I can go to the Olympics. Okay. I, I won this and, and this is legitimately a possibility moving forward. Yeah. I think growing up, like 
climbing such a niche sport um it's always like a dream as a kid being like, mm-hmm. oh, like i want to go to the olympics and but it wasn't an actual like felt like an attainable goal um actually much later uh probably when i was at the junior level and i was you know winning um junior nationals and i was at world juniors and we actually ended up getting a silver there that I was like, okay, you know, from the U.S., we're actually, like, competing here at the world level. And I was, like, felt my team, like, I was curling with Corey Christensen and Jenna Martin and Maddie Bear in my junior years. And, um, you know, we were like, okay, like, we can do this. And, and had a good run. Um, actually, they went to trials um, just this past year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you did. We'll get to that. Don't worry. We, we got a couple more topics to go until then. So, I mean, I just think that that is super cool um, that you've just been able to pretty much grow up in this sport with so many other people. And now you guys are all kind of not realizing because you ha- you've already done some pretty incredible things along the way, but you're now you're finally starting to kind of grasp that and really move forward with it. I mean, what you're, you turned 24 in as of recording, like, oh, like, not like three weeks. So you got a little while. Enjoy it. Enjoy 23 while you still can. But, um, you know, moving, moving back a couple of years, I mean, 2014, the, the, um, the Sochi Olympics, you were actually, you didn't say alternate, but I'll call it an alternate because it's my show. You were kind of an alternate to the Olympic, um, the U S women's Olympic curling team. Like how, what did you first, how do you become an alternate? Kind of curious about that. And then what was that like knowing that obviously we're not wishing injury upon anyone. We'd never do that. But if anything were to randomly happen, you would have been the one going at 19, 18 years old. Yeah. Um, that was kind of a surprise. I think I was 18 at the time and the previous season, um, Erica Brown's team who went to the Olympics that year, um, asked me to be their alternate player for women's worlds. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to go to Worlds with them and learn from such an experienced professional team on the U.S. women's level. And I think they felt comfortable enough then to ask me to be their alternate for the Olympics the following year. But in that role, um, it was really more of um, a nice courtesy for them to ask me. I never had uh, you know, the thought that I'd actually go because mm-hmm. as that second alternate, I still stayed home and didn't go. But it was just really um, flattering for them to ask me. And I really enjoyed my time with them. Um, they all have retired since then. So just like I had so much to learn for them. Mm-hmm. And just really, really um, an honor for them to ask me. Yeah. What What were those learning experiences like? Like, obviously, you were super young at the time. Um, and you're, you're working with some of the, you know, the better people in your sport who have been in it, you know, probably longer than you've been alive at that point. So what was it like kind of being able to almost like shadow their conversation, see and hear what they see and hear and really learn from them? Yeah. So that team was Erica Brown, Debbie McCormick, Josh Schultz and Anne Swisshelm. And, you know, they had been competing at the world level, like you said, a lot longer than I've been on the scene and just like their, their team systems, their team dynamics how professional and how they carry themselves on and off the ice and for them to let me, you know, kind of be a fly on the wall during that experience, I think definitely helped me grow my career. And like they had so much knowledge of the game and a lot of them do give back to the current community mm-hmm. today. So, I mean, they're great, um, great representation of our sport um, in those ladies. Yeah, that is, again, I just think that that's super cool. Um, so here's a question, and hopefully when your sister listens to this, she, I don't know what she'll think about. Why'd they pick you over her, just out of curiosity, of course? Um, so with the curling being a four-person sport, um, mm-hmm. there's we all have different roles on the team, and 
and different strengths that you can bring to a team. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at that time skipping a, a junior team, and that means kind of like calling strategy and throwing the last stones. Okay. So sometimes when you pick up alternate, you want to pick up. Um, they saw me as a young, growing, learning skip. Mm-hmm. That like they could as an al- for me to be their alternate, they could teach me a lot um, mm-hmm. in that role for me to grow. Very cool. Very, very diplomatic answer to not just I'm better. I really like that. I really like that. But we'll get your sister's side of the story. Don't know. I kid. I kid. Um, that is awesome. So obviously, again, 2014. What was it like almost like I understand you, you said it was almost like a symbolic. It was almost more of a courtesy, but not many people even make it that close to the Olympic Games. Uh, so like, what was it like knowing that you were kind of like one degree away from potentially being in Sochi and potentially competing at that level? Oh, well, I remember Erica Brown called me and she like just asked me and I had this huge spot, smile on my face. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, of course I'll be your second alternate. Um, not even really knowing what I was saying yes to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, she, she asks, you just say yes. I found that out in business. Just, just say yes to everything. <laughs> yeah, I ended up doing some pretty cool, um, just like news things like press releases with them. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just really, it was a really exciting uh, and like I said, it's an honor for them to ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think definitely just still sparked me to be like, okay, well, next time around, maybe, you know, I'll have a better shot at being at the Olympic trials, mm-hmm. giving it a shot to make it there on my own. That is super cool. Now, I like that. That's awesome that they were able to ask you to um, and, and give you that. So move on to the next year, 2015. You were the player of the year. Um, that's pretty awesome, right? Going from second alternate to player of the year. I mean, what is, what is that like? I mean, those are, it's two years in a row that you, you know, we're doing some incredible things. First, what does it take or, or, or what's define what the player of the year is for us? And then what does it mean to you that you were named that at 20 years old? Uh, that was a busy year for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and player of the year, it's, it's, you get voted upon from peers in this board. Mm-hmm. I guess it votes for who they think deserves um, this player of the year, depending on how you, how you like, how your results come out for the year. Mm-hmm. And when I say it was a busy year, because I was curling, uh, still in juniors, um, and I was with Corey Kirchinson and Jenna Martin, my sister Taylor. And we were lucky enough to win the Junior Nationals and then win the Silver at um, Junior Worlds that year. And then I also was curling with Corey Dropkin in mixed doubles and mm-hmm. won uh, the Nationals for that that year. Um, and then played, uh, did pretty well at the Worlds um, over in, I don't remember where that was, Russia. Russia. And Very nice. um, also, my junior team competed at the Women's Nationals and had a good run there. So just had quite a busy spring. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they wanted to recognize me uh, for that successful year. Mm-hmm. Staying active and not only just being there, but also being pretty darn good while you are there. So that, that does make sense. But again, I just think that's super cool that the curling community is kind of reaching, not to say reaching down, but obviously you're on the junior level. It's It's very easy to pick, you know, like, Sorry for the comparison, but it's easy to pick LeBron James as the MVP every year, right? Like, I don't know who the LeBron James of the the female curling community is, but at the same time, it's also great to acknowledge the young people coming up in the system that are clearly making an effort, and not only making an effort, but crushing it while they're doing it. So I think that that's super, super cool of the the curling community to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely an honor, especially because they consider, you know, everyone that's playing, and and at that time, you know, uh, 
past Olympians and stuff like that. So I felt uh, very thankful um, that they did maybe notice my efforts. I love it. That is super cool. And then so um, U.S. Women Champions. I, I'm sorry, I didn't write all of these down on my paper, but it looks like you've won that. Uh, oh, wait, no, you got a bronze in 2016 and you got second in 2018. That's pretty cool. What, like, first to find, is that the, is that a four-person, that's a four-person tournament, right? So, so tell us, I mean, tell us what it's like to be one of the best teams in the country. I mean, that's, that's pretty darn cool, right? Uh, it's definitely a really uh, cool feeling. Uh, I think the life that the top curlers live is kind of a unique one here in the United States because it is a sport that is slowly getting more recognized, but um, it's definitely not, we don't play it for the money or glamour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, um, it's definitely, you know, it's because we love the sport and it's our passion. And um, with the bronze medal with Corey Christensen and the silver, uh, it just, you know, we actually, I'm leaving for nationals next week with. Hey. Um, Other we say hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so it just it's just a fun event you play against the top teams in the country and you know it's all year we're working for nationals so hopefully we can win that gold and represent our country at worlds so um it's just an awesome feeling and so much fun to be at that competitive level and it really brings the sport um just to the next level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just incredibly fun yeah pressure situations and stuff like that i mean if you can if you can handle the pressure you got the clutch gene i love that is, is your sister on that team with you as well exactly yeah my my team this year is jamie uh sinclair monica walker and my sister taylor um and yeah we have national country that is a power group right there i've been able to speak with monica a little bit i've been able to obviously speak with jamie on here I assume your your sister's pretty cool and she's going to want to be on here too. So we'll get to that. But um, I just think that that's super, super incredible. And then um, you're also pretty darn good when it comes to mixed doubles. You've won that twice. So 2018, so 2018, you got, we're going to get to 2018 in a second, but no, no, we're not. We're going to do it right now. So in 2018, you got third place in the U S Olympic trials. You got second place in the U S women's national championship and you got, first place at the mixed doubles i mean if that's not a year i don't know what is like what what was your last year like i mean first give us let's just go with timeline like what which what which of those competitions was first uh the olympic trials was first oh man that, okay well you got better every time it sounds like then right like it, it just kept going up from there it, that's the exact order yeah was, okay um, olympic trials in the fall mm-hmm. and uh it was women's in february and then mixed doubles after. okay Cool. So let's let's just jump right into the the Olympic trials. I mean, what was the third place? So it's the first place team that goes, correct? Yes. Okay. So what is that like being that close? I was I was lucky. Corey already kind of explained it to me a couple months back. But if you don't mind, could you explain the qualification process and how the the tournament works? Because as we know, it's the last team. But how do we get to the first set of teams that even have the the ability to go and compete for that spot? Yeah, so um, with the curling season, in the fall, you curl on tour, the World Curling Tour, and you travel through the United States and Canada, and and you earn points, um, like world points, and that keeps your ranking high. The more mm-hmm. you win, the more competitions you win. Um, it it re- pushes you up through the ranks, and then the top teams get invited to certain tournaments, mm-hmm. one of those tournaments being the Olympic Trials. And so you had, a certain, you had, had to have a certain amount of points to get invited, in the women's field in the U.S., 
three teams got invited. It was Nina Ross' team, Jamie Sinclair's team, and Corey Christensen's team. Um, and so then you played um, a uh, triple round robin, mm-hmm. and uh, the top two teams then went on to a uh, playoff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, my team did not make that playoff. Um, but, you know, my team, Corey Christensen, uh, Jenna Martin, Taylor, and I, uh, we were the youngest team there. Uh, mm. 22 at the time and that transition from juniors to women's curling is a tough one to make and we were going into that trials you know we had nothing to lose um you know we had a lot to learn um the experience i think helped us all grow and in, into the next couple of years and it was an absolutely fun fun tournament and you know uh, can't wait to get back to another one that is awesome yeah going in super young is definitely helpful but you know one thing that that kind of to almost counter that is not everybody makes it to one of those tournaments right like it's it's difficult to make it there so you can't just bank on you're going to be back right so how did you kind of make sure you went in like as you said kind of with nothing to lose but also understanding you may never as much as you try you just may never make it back again did you does that ever like cross your mind is that something that you guys ever thought about um yeah I mean I think going into the tournament um, yeah, we had nothing to lose. And we're also for like a mental standpoint, you're not trying to focus on any outcome, mm-hmm. just trying to take it one shot at a time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, being an unsuccessful outcome for us, but like still every game, uh, felt the pressure, felt the crowd and, and felt the energy that has mm-hmm. thing around the Olympics and how it, you know, gets mm-hmm. everyone involved who doesn't even know what curling is to, like cheer on their teams and and get people invested in the sport because it's just that the Olympic energy just you know it's it's something that you know you need to take a step back when you're maybe in the competition to realize like what you're doing and um it hopefully you know I'm I'm working hard to maybe have that experience again mm-hmm. yeah a couple more years but I'm pretty sure we have a pretty we, we got a good shot when we're going there so Specifically with 2018 and and the Olympic trials, did you what did you take from 2014 and kind of again you would you you didn't go to the Olympic trials if I'm not mistaken right were you there in spirit or even at the Olympic trials okay so so you obviously probably you couldn't have learned too much from that but from your experience on in 2014 and kind of being able to see you know as as we were talking about before some of these ladies that have been doing this a long time what were you able to kind of bestow upon your teammates for the next few years leading up to inevitably unfortunately but losing um in the trials but still at least getting there um i think my team like we were you know such close friends and teammates and we were so supportive of each other and that's I saw something from Erica Brown's team mm-hmm. um and we really worked hard in the gym and in our uh, our mental game with sports psychology and you know like we had a great coach Phil Dropnik um and I think we just you know we had a lot of fun together and try to keep things loose and it, you know, there is nerves on that kind of stage, mm-hmm. but I felt with the like mental preparation we had, even at the young age that we were at, um, I felt, um, personally, I felt really prepared mm-hmm. um, mentally to be able to perform under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I love playing with teammates that are putting in just as much dedication and work that I am doing. And so it was great to play with those girls. 
That is awesome. I love that. That is super cool. So yes, unfortunately, I mean, you made it to the Olympic trials. That's still super cool. Yeah, you might not have won, but that's yeah, you still made it there. So then the next competition is the U.S. Women's National Championship, which you got second place in. Who who did you beat that time around? Because obviously it was one of those three teams was, right? It was the three of you guys were in first, first second, and third, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah, so um, Women's Nationals is the top eight in the U.S. Okay. Anna Ross team went to the Olympics, so they did not uh, ah, okay. compete at um, Nationals. Mm-hmm. But it was Jamie Sinclair's team and my team, Corey Christensen's team, competing. And it came down to the last stone um, against Jamie, and she made her last shot. In, in mm. US, but it was um, a great game, that final. And the, it was, you know, we both teams played excellent. And um, it was just a whole lot of fun. And uh, it was definitely, you know, we we're both showing our best. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. And it's just unfortunately this time it was you, so. No, I can't make, can I make that joke? You can't beat him, join him, right? Like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sure there's other reasons. And I'm actually kind of curious about that. Like, obviously, you know, what what went into the, like, reshuffling of teams and, you know, what are the reasons behind it for, you know, obviously this upcoming, you know, these quads and this upcoming um, Winter Games? Yeah, I mean, um, in, we're all part um, the U.S. High Performance Program. Mm-hmm. And Nina Ross' team, James Sinclair's, and Corey Christensen's team, we're all part of the U.S. national team. And so at the end of the year, um, the coaches kind of reevaluate everyone. There's new tryouts. You know, people can get cut, mm-hmm. join from outside the program. And you saw a lot of teams getting shuffled around because usual teams stick together for four years. And then um, this new cycle is a good time for people to shuffle things around. Mm-hmm. People um, uh, all over the board were looking for something different and, and wanted to grow. Uh, and I think the coaches saw that and made the changes. Okay, very cool. And that, that's, again, very nice diplomatic answer of you. I like that. No, I'm kidding. And that, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, again, moving forward, get everybody together for a four-year period um, and, you know, try and have the best shot to win because um, I just think that that is super cool. So, you know, congratulations again. Glad everybody's on the same page. And I guess let's move to mixed doubles a little bit. You, um, after third, then you got second, and then you got first. What was it like? I mean, you won. You're the best, right? Was that, it was mixed doubles. Was that Worlds? or That was U.S., correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. So you made it. You're the best in the country. What is that like? That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great feeling. It's comes almost as a surprise because it's like you know you keep your head down you're working hard and and you know all of a sudden you know you're in a final and Mm -hmm. you have the chance to represent your country and it's just you know you're keeping your mind at one shot at a time and you have the opportunity to win that game and represent your country just curling with Corey is a lot of fun um we've both had different partners over the years and for this past national championship, uh, we kind of just quickly got together right before the event and was like, how, how about we give this a shot? And um, because we're such good friends, it, we have really good team dynamics and we understand each other really well. That kind of made it easy for us to mm-hmm. click back together and um, perform well at the national championship. I love it. Man. That is just incredible. That's so cool. Like you got the medal, you got everything, right? Like got a big trophy. Uh, yeah, I think there was definitely a medal. Uh, there, I, don't believe there is a trophy though. Ah, get one made. I mean, we have a fantasy football trophy, and each year the whoever the winner is, they just get one made. So it's you know, 
not quite a one-to-one, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's kind of the same thing. Um, that is awesome. So your 2018 was just jam-packed. Was there anything else in 2018 that I missed? Uh, no, I think you covered it pretty well. Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, hey, you you covered it. All, all I'm doing is asking some questions. Believe me, it's not that difficult. So you just said um, a couple minutes ago, you said we have an, a competition coming up. It's in a week? Uh, yeah, it's next weekend. Next week? Which, what was that? Let's talk about that a little bit. So that's the U.S. Women's Nationals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, week-long event. So this is your first team. This is your first year with Team Sinclair then, correct? That's correct. Okay. And now, is this your first major competition with them? No, we've actually, you know, um, I think since you interviewed Jamie, that was two weeks into the season. and Oh, yeah. Uh, we've been doing tournaments pretty much every weekend, competing mm-hmm. all over. Um, and so this is kind of all coming to, you know, we, our goal was the national championship. And mm-hmm. It's all winding down next week. Shoot. Maybe I'll have to release this episode a little early. If you guys, how about this? If you win... I'll release it. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. That is super cool, though. I mean, so what? Um, what does a season look like in curling? I guess I haven't really asked that to anybody yet. Like, what is? We've been asking about all the major competitions, but I, you know, everyone always forgets that, as you just said, there's a competition every week. So, like, what what is that like? Where have you been, and what you know? How have you guys been gelling compared to the beginning of the year to now? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the the team formed in the summertime, and the summer uh, months are filled with a lot of off-ice training it's a lot of in the gym work mental work team building work and as like some ice time as we can fill it in because not everyone has access to ice but Mm -hmm. Minneapolis we're lucky enough to have ice all year round Mm -hmm. um then my first competition actually started with mixed doubles I was in New Zealand and then China with Corey and then from there uh I was competing with my women's team um all through September, October, November, December, I was maybe home one weekend each month. Um, and it's all mostly Canada events during uh, for the World Curling Tournament, mm-hmm. World Curling Tour from you know West Coast to East Coast of Canada, um, from Calgary to Halifax. Mm-hmm. Then there are some major events here in the states that we go to, mostly in Minnesota, um, and then also I squeeze in a few mixed doubles events. Um, Maybe during a weekend off of women's. <laughs> during my weekend off, I like to work. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and um, so uh, with the events being on the weekends, it's usually like a Wednesday to Monday, Thursday to Sunday kind of thing, um, or all week long events, depending on where you're going. Um, a lot of the teams practice then during the weekdays and hit the gym during the weekdays and compete on the weekends. So uh, my boyfriend is very understanding of my crazy mm-hmm. schedule. Um, and that's actually the times I get to see my parents because they both are retired and love to come watch curling. So mm-hmm. I see them occasionally at events. Um, but uh, I think then December was completely packed. And now it's had, we have two weeks off here for um, nationals coming up. And we actually just had a fun event down in Vegas. We had the Continental Cup, which is um, a kind of a fun um, event because it's U.S., um, combined with Canada teams, Canadian teams versus the world. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good, that's a really good analogy. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was a fun event to kind of maybe act, like blow off some steam after such a busy schedule and now gearing up for these uh, national championships in the spring. 
That is super cool. I mean, that just sounds like a fun... First, you're in Vegas, okay? I've never heard of anybody having a bad time in Vegas. Either you don't remember or you had a good time. That's everything I've ever heard. So um, that is super cool. But man, your your schedule is packed. So shout out to your boyfriend for just being awesome. He sounds like an all-around great guy. So, you know, lock that down when possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think that that's super cool. I, I, you know, I obviously did not realize how much goes into a season. And so like, what? so what's the point system like? So like for a win, is it, five points or like how, how does that work so that you are then invited to the, the trials you are invited to the national championship so it's quite the algorithm actually um, oh geez okay let's do it let's do it it's friday but i'm ready for some math um so um every team is ranked from one to however many teams there are and if let's say if i beat the number one team i get more points because the level of difficulty mm-hmm. is higher and then also when you're at a tournament, if there's a bunch of hard teams there, the level um, of difficulty of the field's higher. So then if you win that tournament, you get more points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 0.5 for a win, depending on what the field is. So it all depends on who you're playing against for what the points are worth. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like a weighted kind of thing. Yeah. Weighted. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very interesting. Is it the same for mixed doubles as well? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. And it sounds like there aren't nearly as many mixed doubles tournaments, or is it just you're more focused on the, 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 you know, your regular team? I mean, mixed doubles, this past Olympics was the first time that discipline has been in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So now that it is an official Olympic discipline, it's definitely growing in all countries. Um, you see a bit more tournaments over in Europe than you do in the States, but mm-hmm. uh, Canadian uh canadian event organizers and states are actually trying to grow the mixed double tournaments um i'd say most people's in at least in the states focus is on the men's on the scene and then mixed doubles is like an if you have any free time uh-huh. <laughs> on your weekend off if you want to work right um so going back actually and i'm sorry to do this but how close were you and Corey to making the olympics in mixed doubles Oh, actually, we didn't curl together. Oh, okay. For the Olympic trials, we both had different partners. Oh, okay. Well, how close were you to making the mixed doubles um, in the Olympics? Uh, n- not very close. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I had a not a great year. With, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, it was unsuccessful. We had fun. <laughs> well, hey, that's half the battle, right? And now then you switch partners and then you win. So, hmm. Hey, it worked out. Anything's possible. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you for that. I mean, I think we covered just about everything. You gave me a long list of wins and and seconds and thirds, and I think it's incredible. And I'll make sure everybody is notified of that. I mean, you won mixed doubles in 2015, too. Like, that's just crazy. Um, But I definitely want to get to outside of curling a little bit. You know, there's, there's a whole other portion of your life that you, you know, like to be right so like you go to school in uh university of minnesota twin cities obviously i assume your 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 sister goes there as well too and that's where the training center is if i'm not mistaken correct so was that like a huge decision in going there or did it just work out really really well um no i actually only applied to schools here okay um, makes sense i wanted to train and compete here um, the training center is actually now the Traska Curling Club. 
Um, and then also we are partnered with Twin Cities Orthopedics. And so we get the ability or an access to train at the Vikings training house. Whoa. That's our uh, gym. And we have a great trainer, Michael. Shout out to him. He's Shout out. <laughs> and um, so we train uh, there. Actually, that was my morning. I was at hey. and the Trusted Killing Club. Look at that. And now it's what, like 2.30 where you are? So that's not too terrible. Yeah. Right. That's not bad. Um, what, so what is it like having access to all these just amazing facilities and just being able to kind of really not be held back? Like, as you were saying before, you had to move from Philadelphia to Bucks County because there wasn't ice all year round in Philadelphia, right? So like, what's it like now being at one of the most world-class facilities um, kind of at your fingertips at all times? Yeah, actually, I, I never moved in Philadelphia. I just kind of curled at both those clubs. Oh, oh, um, my apologies. My apologies. No, you're good. You should have moved because Bucks County is really pretty. <laughs> um, but I feel so um, thankful for the opportunity that I have to train at these facilities. Um, and it's, it's thanks to um, the high performance program to make these connections for us um, and have the ability and access to, you know, nutritionists, to sports psych, to um, – you know, our athletic trainers and um, like chiropractic and everything we need to be at our best because it's so like incredibly uh, nice to have our coaches um, understand what we need and want and have the faith that like, hey, this is what we need to be at that level. And so for us to be able to train um, at the like a great ice conditions and at this great gym just, you know, makes my job and like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. Does sound like a lot of fun, actually. It is pretty cool. <laughs> That's not that bad. Obviously, being in one of the better places uh, always does make it a little bit of fun. So, um, with with all your free time that you already alluded to, how do you do school? I went to college, and I mean, I had a little bit of free time. But you are master curler, college student. Like, where where do you find the time to do everything you need to do? So when I first moved here, I was in nursing school. Mm -hmm. I kind of realized I went through that year of nursing and competing um, and then uh, I had to actually switch out of nursing because I couldn't make my clinicals with how much traveling. Mm -hmm. So I switched to kinesiology, um, which is definitely professor a little bit more understanding of sports, but as curling, not being an NCAA sport, uh, Minnesota or Twin Cities, the U of M doesn't recognize curling as a sport really. So oh. Um, I actually, during the winter, I take off school and I just go to school in the summertime and mm -hmm. like spring, May term, um, because I was trying to do both, but I was like not practicing enough that I wanted to be at my best. And I was also, you know, doing homework at all tournaments and I wasn't really focused on what I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like being pulled in two different directions. So, um, my sister and I both decided to do school part-time and fully focus on our goal for curling because, you know, right now is the opportunity for us to perform and be in one of the best in the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't thank my parents enough for being so supportive of hey. Shout out. That's like the third or fourth one we've had this episode. Shout out to everyone in your life, man. That's insane. Yeah. I remember I was, I was walking home from class one day and I had one, um, I had won the mixed doubles nationals uh, with Corey and I was like, you know, I don't know if I can go to this world championship because I'm going to miss two weeks of school. And it's and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to balance it. And my mom, I was on the phone with her. It was like, my mom was like, why don't you just 
not go to school. And I never even realized that was an option. (laughs) And like my parents are so supportive of curling and they know this is a time in my life that I can dedicate myself to the sport and then I can go to school. It's always going to be there and uh, go to school and maybe <laughs> my life's a little slower exactly the school will always be willing to take your money it doesn't no matter how old you are i mean right now go do what you can do because this is an incredible as we were talking about before not too many people go to one olympic trials let alone one olympics so you know i i think that that's just super super cool so with um with that i mean 2022 uh, like as weird as it sounds the olympics were literally last year already because it's already february that's nuts so like what what do you what do you have to do to get ready? What are your plans? I mean, how are you, Jamie, your sister, Monica, how are you guys taking this and, and making sure that you're going to be essentially peaking at, at the right time? Yeah, actually, I was just thinking about this yesterday. It's funny you say this, is that the Olympic trials are two and a half years out. So Whoa, okay. Because they're like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Olympics. And so, uh, I mean, this week I've been in the gym pretty much every day. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this year, um, my team has really decided, like, hey, let's keep the medal, like, the pedal on the medal because, uh, like, let's win nationals and let's go to women's worlds and win women's worlds. Um, Deal. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but it's all, you're right, it's all about figuring out when to peak. And right now, as a new team, um, we're really trying to, like, figure out how we want to, like, learn each other on and off the ice and work on those team systems, team dynamics, so that, you know, the performance um, uh, outcomes can come. But right now we're like, we're forming, we're storming, eventually norming, and then yeah. <laughs> hopefully success will come. That's shout out to my sports psych. Yes. Performing, storming, and norming. I like that. That is pretty good. Everyone likes a little rhyme here and there, right? That's not too bad. Very cool. That is awesome. And then, so one thing I always like to ask and make sure of, I mean, obviously 2022, you're still going to be pretty young. You're not even going to be 30 yet, right? Isn't that weird? Like you can already start seeing 30. It's it's uncomfortable. So, which means then 2026 is a possibility, right? Of course. I mean, with actually, here's another question. It like, how much does age affect your ability, right? Like, because I don't, and and please, please tell me if I'm wrong. Like you, uh, I don't want to sound like an ass, but like being a world-class athlete is not this, like, man, how do I say this without sounding like an idiot? You know, or do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like you don't have to be like, you know, 12 pack abs, like run 3000 miles a day kind of person, right? Like that just does not seem like, the type like it, I feel like it's more of wisdom and a more of an experience type sport, right? So like, how long is a curling career? Like, is it as kind of just as long as you want it to be? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something. Sorry for insulting you, by the way. My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing there. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I think something you see in curling is that you know, like I kind of mentioned earlier with um, the Olympic trials, is the experience you gain mm-hmm. world stage. And the more experience, uh, the more games you watch, the more games you play, the more you learn. And um, strategy is just so huge in the sport. Mm-hmm. See curlers um, successfully, you know, winning and winning world championships, you know, into their 30s and 40s. Because especially on the men's side, um, they curl, I think, a little bit longer than women do, just maybe because women are having kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe step away from the sport. Makes sense. Um, but I think um, also, though, the physical aspect of curling, um, you see teams are kind of gearing up in that way, too. 
you see a lot more people training in the gym. Um, and uh, I think that's going to maybe make people's careers longer because they're taking better care of their body. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, I mean, even in the recreational level, though, like curling is a sport for all ages. You know, you can curl at five years old, you can curl at 90 years old. Like, and it's just a sport kind of like golf that you can just curl all your life and, and make great friends and, and, you know, maybe, you know, go around the world with it. So Maybe that wouldn't be a bad consolation, right? That's, that's not too terrible. So I think that that's super cool. And, and thank you. And again, sorry to anyone out there, any of the curlers, I didn't mean it. I was just not that great at asking questions. I'll be honest. Um, but another thing I always like to make sure of is like, what is, what is next? So you obviously you're in college, you're, you're trying to get your degree. Um, you know, obviously we're not trying to kick you out of the sport anytime soon, but is there anything else that you look forward to do? Cause you've been doing this since you said you were like five, right? So you don't really know anything else, but at some point, is there ever the interest to kind of just take a little bit of time off or take a lot of time off and, you know, try and do something else and try and work another career or, or anything along those lines? You know, um, that's a really good question. Um, Thanks. I think, uh, I'm definitely trying to figure that out because curling is a complete passion for me. It's what I love. It's like my life. And so to find that other path, that actual, like a real person job is a struggle. Uh-huh. My passion is curling. So I'm trying to figure out what I want. And in a kinesiology major, it definitely keeps me in touch with anatomy and sports. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking into internships with like PT or OT or athletic trainer and chiropractic to maybe still have a career that has some sort of foot in the door with sports, but also mm-hmm. um, in the medical athletic side. Um, Very cool. But uh, yeah, that's something I definitely need to figure out in the future. Yeah, yeah, you got time. It's not a big deal. I'm always just curious. One uh, one athlete told me that that's a good question to ask. So now I try and ask it to everybody because you're more than athletes, right? You're not just a you're not just a person that throws rocks into houses, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you're, 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 thank you, thank you. Uh, you're a lot more than that. So I always like to make sure and ask. Like, would would coaching ever be a, a potential? Like, is that ever something that you've kind of considered? Um, I've, it's not something I've considered. Um, it's definitely, uh, I think coaches, especially here in the States coach because they love it, not because of the money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of them have another job other than coaching. So, um, maybe in the future, maybe when I'm retired, that's something I could try out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how about you and your sister just make the sport so darn popular that everyone wants to be trained by the twins that won, you know, 13 straight gold medals in curling. That'd be pretty cool, right? You heard it here first. Heard it here first, folks. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate this. This was an awesome, awesome time. Sarah Anderson, USA Curling, technically you, uh, Olympic alternate, Olympic hopeful, 2022 mixed doubles champ. Got it all on the docket. Thank you so much, Sarah. This was a blast. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Sarah Anderson. As I said, it was a lot of fun getting to learn about her. Also get to learn a little bit about national curling, what they do, and how she and her sister and her other teammates get to do it. So please make sure to follow Sarah on all her socials. Everything is in the show notes. Please follow us at ourathletes.us on Instagram, at ourathletesusa on Twitter. Check out the website, www.ourathletes.us. Make sure to head over to launchingpodcast.com. Create a step-by-step. They have created a step-by-step video course for you to easily launch your first podcast using promo code Mike, and you get $50 off the course. Please 
rate, review, subscribe, share, do whatever you have to do to get this out there a little bit more. I think that um, every episode I plead with you, and if you can, please give us five stars in the iTunes review because that will help us out immensely. And if I can get two or three or four or 20 or 100 of you um, that listen to all of these episodes to do that, I think we would be in pretty good shape. So thank you so much. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day.